Voice of Fintech. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech America series. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'm the founder of Voice of Fintech podcast. In this series, you will hear inspirational stories of entrepreneurs, investors and incumbents and ecosystem hub leaders from the United States or North America and LATAM. This episode is hosted by David Jakubovic from New York. Welcome to Voice of Fintech Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Jakobovich, where we discuss all things Web 2 and Web 3 in the finance, fintech, and the emerging DeFi ecosystem. Today, we are bringing to you the founder and CEO of Ifani Secure Mobile and the co-founder of BitAccess. This is Hasib Awan. Hasib, thanks so much for joining us on the show. It's exciting to know that all things fintech are always uh, taking off. We're continuing to see a lot of rise in the ecosystem here in 2022. And you're building your latest startup venture. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and your story with Ifani? Absolutely. So I got into crypto almost eight, nine years ago when I started one of the first Bitcoin ATM machines back in 2013. And at that time, we were just figuring out what needed to be done. So we just started building a rail for it. Uh, like we said, okay, can we allow people to buy and sell Bitcoins within 60 seconds? So that was a pretty much premise. Now it's pretty easy. You can buy through PayPal, Venmo. I believe, and like Coinbase is. But at that time, there was nothing, nothing like that. You had to send a deposit. It was very complicated. So we just made it simple for anyone to just literally walk up to a machine, put $110 and get Bitcoins. That was about it. Now, fast forward, in, because a lot of your consumer listeners may know that Bitcoin transactions are irreversible, which means once the Bitcoins are gone, there's no charge back, there's no cash. You cannot file a claim and you get it back, which has led to rise in thefts in crypto space because a lot of people who got into crypto, they have no idea about security, how security works or how they're not tech savvy. Like a lot of people are, but like every day there's some hacks that are, are coming to things. So the because what I that- assume from what you're sharing is that traditionally in the fiat marketplace, if you make a transaction, whether the transactions on your credit card, your debit card, and there's some fraud or some whatever it is, there's protection, right? The FDIC protects you. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. But those rails may not have existed in crypto before. Yeah, like your bank goes out of business and then you have FDIC insurance. So it's got a quarter million dollars in deposit. Or also if someone use your credit card and you look at a transaction and you say, oh, I never drank that coffee or I never shopped from this store. And they would just call the store and get the charge back reversed. In crypto, there's nothing like that which means that if I'm able to access your account, I can actually drain you 100% and no one can do anything about it. And the money is gone. You don't know who the hacker was, who the criminal was, and that led to a lot of hacking. And the easiest way to hack into account was through SIM swapping. When you look at a SIM swapping, it's you just basically look at your telephone number, your identity now, which means that if I have to, if I get your phone, I can actually get into virtually any account that you have. Your bank account, your WhatsApp, your uh, Uber account, your bank, because everything is linked. They're linked to your telephone number. And so a lot of people are falling for that. I was reading a report by FBI that since last year, I think the SIMS apps have gone up by 4x within 12 months. I think there were 340,000 people who got SIMS apps last year. Some crazy amount of, of like you know, statistics. And these people are getting SIMS apps left and right because it's just very convenient to steal money from people. 
and very lucrative. So how does SimSwap happens? Normally it's through DotWeb where people are getting bribes. So people who work in the stores, they will charge a fee for $500 or $1,000 to SimSwap someone. So they'll say, hey, I will take them a David telephone number. I need access to David telephone number and they will just say, okay, I'll give it to you. So this is a SIM card, now this is a David number. And normally happens toward the end of the day. So now David lost his session after like maybe eight o'clock. He may not even know, or he may not even care because he may be using home Wi-Fi. But the challenge is that in the morning when he gets up, everything in the account is, even if he has to reach out to anyone, there's no one to contact because call centers are closed and everything is closed. So that was the premise behind it. We started, and uh, now we have Fortune 100 company CEOs using us, lawyers, accountants, senators, politicians, and also high-profile celebrities. And so this is, this sounds quite alarming, this, this SIM swapping technique. And, and I imagine if, if you're someone who's, who's new to the world of, of Web3 and going down the rabbit hole and, and wanting to place assets in this emerging field, this is something that's of a concern that, you, that whether you're a consumer or you're institutional, you want to prevent these attacks, right? You want to ensure that your assets are secure. And, and so how, what can customers do about that? It sounds like your company is building some of those rails to mitigate against a SIM swapping. So we just cover, frankly, one part of it, like SIM swapping, because we believe the telephone number is identity. You can do multiple things. So easy thing is to have a two-factor authentication for everything. A lot of people, use, you will not believe that, do not have a two-factor to their account. And two-factor is basically where if someone just gets your password, he gets an account and asks you for something else, which generally your telephone number. And uh, so they put, okay, last password, please enter a telephone number. And you put the telephone number and boom, you get a password reset code. That's how people get into your account. What we recommend is use apps like Authy, Google Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator, or there's like gazillion apps. And not every website provides that, but any website that provides that, they basically go for it where you will have to scan a QR code and anytime you get into account, you have to have a, put the, that code to get into the account. I personally use hardware keys, but not every website allow hardware keys. So for a consumer, they should basically set up a two-factor authentication to the best possible option that any exchange can happen, offer. Gotcha. So it sounds like there's, you know, three levels of the security, like the minimum one that we've seen a lot of government agencies and companies move to in the last few years is the phone number authentication, but there's a lot of risk as you've identified in this episode, Hasib. So the next best method, if offered, is going to like Authy and Google Authentication or one of these changing hot wallets, so to speak, where these six or nine digit numbers change every 30 seconds. So you ensure that's more secure. And then even more secure is getting one of these hard wallets, which are cold and they're uh, off the ecosystem in total. And so talking about these, then where does uh, Ifani come in? Uh, so we are just secure mobile service. That's all. If you go to a carrier, they will say, hey, we are giving you a new phone. We are giving you Netflix, Hulu. We give you like Tuesday hacks on Tuesday. And so they bribe you for everything. We just say, we only do one thing. We are just secure mobile service. That's all. We replace your current cell phone carrier. And, and that's about it. We don't do not do anything else. And so people use their cell phone primary, cell phone usage. They come from AT&T's, Timo's, or Verizon, and they just say, I want to switch to a secure carrier. So we take their SIM card, we give them encrypted SIM card, and now uh, they are unhackable from the SIM point of view. Yeah, so that's what we do. 
So let's say today I'm a customer who's on one of these providers, uh, like AT&T, like, like you mentioned. So can I come to you today and say, I don't feel safe. I want to partner with you and your technology, and I'm able to partner with you and get this encrypted SIM card for my device. That's correct. So you keep your number, you keep your network. You, the only difference between us and current provider is that we are secure. Uh, so you'll pay us like $100 per month to price $99 taxes included. And boom, your current number is secure. And you're, you don't have to pay AT&T anymore. So we replace your current wireless provider. And everything is the same. Your coverage, your pretty much everything. Think about us like a firewall AT&T. I like that. And it's, it's so interesting that if you're, you're a consumer who's looking to get the protection, it's not, hey, in addition to paying my AT&T bill, I need to pay Fani. No, you're actually a full shop replacement where you're also getting more and better service and quality. Correct. Correct. So that's how I like, think about traveling in a first class of airline. Super cool. And so when we're thinking about the current solution today, why is it not working? What is going on today with the AT&Ts of the world or these others that it's just not working and, and why you found this gap in the market that you're scaling and helping uh, protect consumers and businesses. So I think it, I, I wouldn't say it's not working. It's just made for consumer market. And a simple example is why do you have chartered flights or first class while planes are working? We need to have first class because some people want to sleep. They want to have a better coverage. They want to have a better customer service. And when we went to mass market, and the prices are dropping off, the companies start making money of selling customer data. So right now, if you sign up with any of carriers, they sell your data and that become part of business, this model. So we said, okay, we believe that you are not a product. You can either be a consumer or you can be a product. If you want to be a product, you stay on the legacy carrier. But we said, there must be some people who say, I don't want to be a product. I want to pay for the money uh, because your data is it's useful. So either David, it's you who's paying for it or a criminal is paying for your data. It's your choice. Who do you want? Who do you want uh, your data to? Who should be a customer of your data? Should it be you or should it be a, like a criminal? But that's how we change the business model. And they are built for mass market. Like 99% of the world does not care about privacy. They say they care about privacy, but everyone wants buy made in America, but expensive. So people will just say, okay, I'll buy made in China, made in America as long as it's cheaper than made in China. So, so that's the same thing with privacy too. People want to be private, but at the same time, they don't want to pay the cost of it and privacy of a cost. A simple example is, uh, if you live in a house, which is in the middle of nowhere, uh, and like a big ranch, you may have higher cost of living. But if you live in a hostel, you have a lower cost of living because you're sharing resources. So that's the same business model with Tiffany too. We make you that you live in a, your own private villa and everything. So that has a cost to that. While these companies will basically put you all in the same container and treat everyone the same. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I think we see that today, actually, myself, beyond being a co-host here, Voice of Fintech, I work for a database called Single Store, and we don't put any client data on the same containers. They're in separate containers or even on separate hardware to ensure everything's completely secure from a, a data perspective. So I, I see the same notion that you're mentioning with Ifani is ensuring that it's a data first principles, which I couldn't agree with more. I think it's absolutely paramount especially as we're moving into this decade of data where data is everywhere and whether it's on or off chain, it's important to keep that protected, especially for our high profile and high net worth 
individuals and organizations. Thinking about everything you've shared, if I am an investor, if I am a high profile, if I am a high net worth individual organization, you mentioned already some things we can do to increase security. Are there other things you'd recommend uh, to listeners today to increase our security? Obviously, I'm bi biased in here, and but I think if you have um, $50,000 in net worth, you should switch to Ifani. Spending $20, $30 on your family plan isn't worth it. That's obviously, that's my, because I'm biased, right? I, that's what we do for a living. And the second thing, because we also offer a $5 million insurance policy. So if something goes wrong through your phone, we cover you up to $5 million. So that's the one thing. Uh, the second part is, which is, I think is, uh, is the critical is to have a hardware key whenever it's needed. It costs like maybe $30, $40, but the best part is you can use it and it's pretty secure. And on, if you use Google, if Gmail have an option of advanced security, you can turn that on. Don't use any email like Yahoo because Yahoo does not have two-factor authentication. So put two-factor authentication everywhere. Use a password manager. Like I use Keeper Security, so you can try it, but this is, you can pretty much use anyone, but this is what I use. For authentication, I use Google Authenticator. And these are my personal practice. Have a VPN and try to connect like a wire to you. So I don't use Wi-Fi, but that's my purpose. So I've done these things to protect myself. Obviously there are a lot of other things too, but even if someone does like these three, four things, which would not cost them a lot of money, uh, super, it's like some hundred dollars for everything, they'll be secure than 99.99% of the world. Because it sounds like the goals that you, you've described here, Hasib, is to minimize the risk. And like yes. you mentioned, like today for most consumers and businesses, like it's just an open floodgate. And if you start implementing one, two, three of these processes and procedures, suddenly the risk gets cut down 60, 80, and then 99%. While it's never foolproof, you're getting to a better state. And that's what it's about. It's that, that first class experience, that peace of mind to be able to uh, sleep at night. Absolutely. That's about it. So anyway, this is pretty much what it is. What I'm saying is that this is, I believe that we have to take, so as you mentioned, we have to make our, uh, our stuff minimized from risk. It's like dying, right? Anyone have to die. Like people have to die. But if you do, if you have a healthy lifestyle, the chances of survival are much higher. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's a great perspective that you've, you've shared with the listeners. Now, thinking about moving forward for what's next, tell me about the story with uh, Ifani. Are you a, a venture-backed company? What's the growth looking like with your story? Um, I think the what, what I'm thinking is that we started with a simple SimSwap solution, but what I've realized is that telecom overall is, is a very status quo industry. We have a couple of providers. There's not, not a lot of options. And starting a new telecom company is, is massively, uh, is massive cost. It's not possible to start a company. So because you need geographical antennas and everything. So uh, what we are thinking is that, can we start a company which is very forward thinking telecom company? The companies that get inspiration from Tesla, Apple, obviously, I, I don't agree with everything we do, but if you look at a company, can you have a company like Stripe or Twilio or these kind of companies which are actually uh, very interesting and interested in and having a forward-looking telecom so now in the us what has happened in the last few years is like there's a band so now you can set up an engine on your house which is without any getting a license if you remember like back in the day uh, like in college days we used to have a uh, fm radio where we can connect and just have a small range antenna similar to that you can now have a 5g tower you can be your own telecom provider and give it to your friends so what we are thinking is can we start a new telecom service a new telecom tower which will allow people to be their own networks. 
and compensate them. So David is a funny client, but now he has own uh, setup in his house. So why should we charge him the hundred dollars? Why don't we charge him like ten dollars per month? Because he's using ten dollars. And if your roommates or coworkers or your family and they are using your tower, we just pay you for that because you are basically the backhaul for that. So still thinking about it, but these are interesting models in Web 3.0 that were not possible before. And how about moving forward? Let's talk about the next 6, 12, 18 plus months. What's on the roadmap for Ifani? For Ifani, we actually are testing out with our current clients who are Ifani clients to see that if they, if they can be part of our current network, the new network that we're building. So we will be giving them some parts and some antennas to test out and reward them based on that. So that's what our next for the next six months to 12 months to test out if the concept that we have, does it works or doesn't work. So that's about it. That's what we are looking at. Excellent. And uh, thinking back from your days previously with uh, Bit Access to now with Ifani, you've probably seen a lot of change going on uh, in the Web3 ecosystem. Are you seeing any trends on the horizon or things that excite you about being a, a player and shaker in the space? I, I think like this year, like every year have a theme. If you look at crypto, sometimes it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Layer 1, smart contracts, ICOs. Every year there's a theme, right? I think this will be like Web 3.0 and DAOs where we can start companies based, based on unique models. So for people who don't know about Web 3.0 or like anything, it's what if Airbnb have to start to play? Or similar to when employees join a company, they get a higher stock option. So what if we can also give stock options to our client, to our client? So if someone whose user number on another platform gets one stock or a thousand stock, but the user number two gets like 999 stock. And similarly, you basically keep on giving stock till you get a thousand users. And the person who joined afterward, they get like 0.1% of the stock. So every person who joins, they basically add to the value of the company or the network. And what that does is that uh, they just, so the benefit of that stock is that, the benefit of all the stocks is that how can we bootstrap new companies with a new business model, encouraging people to switch them their current career. So I'll give you a simple example about your current T-Mobile plan or your current AT&T plan. If I say, David, I'm starting a company, but here's the deal, right? If you switch from your current career to my career, I'll give you like one, one share of my company. And, the, and if you bring one person, I'll also give you an extra share. So you may be incentivized to help me grow my company because every time you bring a user, it adds value to my company. And if the company goes public, you basically have some stocks in a company that you get started. So by just changing behaviors, how many companies can you set up which can disturb the status quo? Can we have a new Airbnb just basically just based on people and all those kinds of things? I love that. I think it's a really exciting time for new organizations. And uh, it sounds like between the work that uh, you've done and that you're doing at Ifani and the trends that you're identifying around the Web 3.0 layer, as well as now DAOs, which are making their comeback, it seems, in the market. It's a great opportunity uh, this year to uh, to take the, the plunge from Web 2 to Web 3. And thanks to the founder and CEO at Ifani Secure Mobile and the co-founder BitAccess. Thank you for joining us on Voice of Fintech. And uh, Hasib, can you share more with our listeners? What would be some next steps or actions for them to learn more about your work? I think what I encourage people to like get into tokenization and learn about how the industry is, this massive industry shift happening right now. So the new person who's graduating from school, he's not looking to buy like Charles Schwab or 
Chase Bank. He's looking to buy like a DAO, like a crypto project. That's the new wave. So you have to follow the trend of where smart people are going. So I would encourage everyone to follow and basically look at the things. By being said, so I would like people to check us out. If they want to find more about Defani, they can just type it. Secure mobile service. We are like probably the number one or number two results on Google. Hopefully we remain that way and they'll find us. Otherwise they can just type Defani, E-F-A-N-I. This is our username on Twitter too. My personal username on Twitter, Twitter is H-A-S-W-E-B. And yeah, that's about it. Follow people and basically learn about this industry. Because this is probably the, like a 99, I, I wouldn't say 99, but this is like a, the internet is changing. So think about you had a chance to be at the forefront of when the internet got started. This is the moment for the new internet. Excellent. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.